Hey, what's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 183 of Ask Pat. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hope you're doing well. We have a great question today from Kelly about uh, content on YouTube. But before we get to that, I do want to thank today's sponsor, which is FreshBooks.com. What, it's like one of those pieces of software that once you find it, you're like, man, I wish I found this sooner. It was definitely one of those. So if you go to getfreshbooks.com and enter Ask Pat in the how did you hear about us section, uh, you can you can get a free trial and you can see what it's all about. The reason I love it is because it just makes it so easy to organize your finances. And especially if you're doing consulting or coaching and you know you're billing somebody for different projects, um, it makes invoicing super easy. So you could focus on more of what you need to focus on and not all this other stuff that could totally give you a headache. So again, getfreshbooks.com and enter Ask Pat in the how did you hear about us section. Awesome, now let's get to today's question from Kelly. Hi Pat, this is Kelly Heinemann. I'm a patent attorney and also host of the Jure Inspired program. It's a channel on YouTube that I've created based on a weekly live video broadcast that I produce. Uh, I've got 22 episodes under my belt. Each episode has four segments and ends up being about an hour in length. I'm wondering what you think about the idea of breaking up the program into its uh, individual segments at the time I post it to YouTube. I'm concerned that the full hour program might be intimidating to the audience, but at the same time, I can't imagine how each program segment would sort of hold together on its own because we we always tease the segment with a little introduction at the end of the prior segment, and at the end of each segment, we lead forward into the next one. So it would take some effort to break it up, and I'm not sure whether it would be worth the investment in time. Please let me know what you think, and I look forward to hearing from you. And I do want to say thanks so much for everything that you've done for me. Kelly, thank you so much for your question. So just so I can get this straight and for everybody out there who's listening so they can understand what's going on, I think this is what's happening. You're doing these live shows and you're using either YouTube live events or Google Hangout perhaps and they run for about an hour in length. And as a result of that hour recording, um, it automatically gets posted onto YouTube, which is great. It makes it easy for people to consume content that they may have missed. If they're subscribers to the show, it kind of comes out and people can see it as it comes out. And it's awesome. That, that's a great way to go about it. Um, the cool thing about doing that strategy is you are getting people on live, which is really awesome. But then when people watch later on, even though they're not on live, they, it sort of feels like they're live, especially if you're doing things like interacting with people in your audience and, uh, you know, like things you can do on Google Hangouts, for example, is, you know, you can run the Q&A app on that or maybe you have a chat room to go with your particular uh, presentation or, or, or video show, which would add another dimension to it as well. If not, might be something cool to check out. But anyway, for people watching that, it's like, wow, this is really live and he's interacting with the people in the audience. That's cool. Now, in your show, you break it up into four different segments and you're worried that the length of the full hour is a bit too long or intimidating 
for those who are not watching it live. And I would agree with that statement. It is definitely a long time to dedicate an entire hour to a particular episode, but there are, there are going to be people who will watch and listen uh, for that whole time. You could even, for example, make it easier for people to consume and less intimidating by converting that audio into a podcast, an audio podcast. So ripping out the audio from that video and then turning that into a podcast, that is something that I think people are more likely to listen to for a full hour. So when you think about it, people listening to podcasts, they're on the go, they're in their car, they're on a walk, they're at the gym, they have more time on their hands and they're able to listen to more things and do more things at the same time. If, you're, if, if your show's on YouTube specifically, um, and, 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 you know, a lot of people have a hard time watching those on the go, you know. Uh, now, this isn't going to be a good fit for everybody. For example, if you have a very visual type of show where you need to be showing people things, it's going to it's going to actually not work in audio because imagine listening to an audio where it says, hey, look at this and then look at this, look at this. Well, I can't see anything. I'm listening. I'm at the gym right now. And all I could see is the barbell that is about to crush me. So yeah, that's not going to work. But you know, if that works, again, just adding another dimension and, and, and talking about how we might be able to help your audience in different ways. And that's another way to potentially do that. In terms of breaking up your show into chunks and posting those onto YouTube, I think that's a great strategy. And, I, and the reason I love that is because, A, you are creating smaller little segments that are more digestible. If people are more interested in just this you know, segment A versus you know, B, C, or D, they'll be able to, to just consume that and be good and be happy and not have to worry about everything else. Maybe they want what's in segment C, you know, the third segment, and uh, they, won't ha- they won't have to sit and watch the rest of it, and they'll know exactly where it starts because it's a completely different video. Another reason why I like it is because you can get very topic-specific with your titles and your description, and what that does it is it allows you to be found for those certain things more. It, it, it allows you to be more likely to be found for those certain topics on YouTube. YouTube, of course, is a huge search engine, so you gotta make sure that you are optimizing for SEO on YouTube, using the right keywords and doing even keyword research for YouTube. There's a great tool out there that I just discovered called TubeTracker, T-U-B-E-T-R-A-C-K-R, that will help you give you some insight, just like uh, you know Google Keyword Planner does, but specifically for YouTube. So, so check that out. I knew one of the uh, one of the founders, and he's awesome. Uh, again, that's TubeTracker.com. But okay, yes, it's a lot of work, but it's it's definitely something worth experimenting with. Um, I would uh, even just for a month. You know, I think you said you do these once a week. So maybe for four episodes, you break them up. You have imagine that you have sixteen different videos now, not just four, but you have sixteen different videos, all targeting different keywords and all giving you another opportunity for different people who may not find you otherwise to find you and then get deeper into your show. What I would recommend doing when you segment this is, and it's gonna take a little bit of time and you wanna systemize it and you might get to a point where you can write down the whole procedure list and create an SOP, a standard operating procedure, which is basically a list of, okay, after the show's done, these are the steps that it takes step by step to, (laughs) these are the steps step by step. Uh, This is what we do to chunk these shows and it's not it's it's going to be a little bit difficult at first because you don't know what those steps are and you're going to have to kind of figure it out along the way i would also make sure to include annotations for example you could take that big chunk 
and chop it into four different pieces, but you could, you still can connect them together. So, for example, if people do stumble upon one of them, they would still be able to find the other three episodes or other three parts of that particular segment. Um, so you can you can have them, you know, annotations. Hey, if you arrived here, and and you know, you can listen to the previous part here, you know, or you know, you can even get really fancy. And at the end of a lot of YouTube videos, you'll see that there's maybe a minute at the end where it just shows a preview of some of previous videos that that channel's created or the next video in the series. You know, it's actually animated because it just shows a little clip of it or um, there's just a, a part people can click on. And it essentially uses an annotation, a clickable annotation to help keep people going through all your content. And I feel like if people digest a 25-minute segment or a 20-minute segment or a 15-minute segment, um, they're gonna be happier and they're gonna be more likely to click through instead of being bogged down and intimidated by that hour. So again, going back to the SOP, the Standard Operating uh, Procedure List, um, just, uh, you know, having that in place will allow you to more easily do this in the future and potentially hand it off as well. So I would experiment with it for sure. See see what the reaction is like. You might find that you'll have more video views across all your different channels. Um, and also make sure to utilize the annotations to collect those different chunks or to connect those different chunks together. And also you'll be able to create playlists as well and make your whole channel and your whole experience through your show a little bit more interesting and customizable for people. So... Kelly, I hope that answers your question and gives you some ideas to run with. Thank you so much. And Ask Pat Teacher is headed your way. For those of you listening, if you have a question you'd like potentially featured here on the show, just head on over to askpat.com. You can ask right there on that page. I also want to thank today's sponsor, which is freshbooks.com. Like I said, something I wish I found a long time ago to help me with my finances. Just makes everything so much easier, especially during tax season. Plus, you can check things on the go with your mobile device. Um, they they have an award winning mobile app. Uh, interestingly enough, and you can get a free trial right now if you go to getfreshbooks.com and enter Ask Pat in the How did you hear about us section. You could start your free trial today. Awesome! Thanks so much. And I'm going to end with a quote from one of my favorite people in the world, Seth Godin, and he says, "Change is not a threat; it's an opportunity. Survival is not the goal." transformative success is. Cheers, thanks so much, and I'll see you in the next episode of Ask Pat.